Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Wealth and Security. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness. Ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And it is May 23rd in the year 2022. And it's Monday. And the show started a little bit late tonight because I was a special guest on Dr. Lee Merritt's show which just ended about four minutes ago, in fact. So if you had a chance to get over there, and I know she posts those shows, and it was a pretty good discussion on a lot of things tonight, all the way around the horn on so many different topics, and especially ending with our focus on urban homesteading and small-scale urban survival, which may be of interest to some folks. So tonight we're going to talk about wealth, and we're going to talk about security and to kind of introduce that, and we're also introducing this evening a new sponsor to the show, which I'm very, very happy to bring on, and it's Birch Gold. And Birch Gold is a, just has become one of the top companies for setting up individual IRAs and uh, protecting your money, especially in this time when there is so much chaos. Now, obviously, I always have to say this. I'm not an investment advisor. I don't wear a white coat. I'm not a doctor, and I don't play one on TV. So take all of these things and research what you do and, and make your own decisions wisely. But I want to introduce Birch Gold with this advertisement tonight, and then we'll start getting on. They are a really good company. Really happy to have them on board. Patriots, we have been witnessing the economy slowly go through a death spiral, and the Fed has boxed itself in. The economy is in dire straits, and thanks to a loose money policy, there's no end in sight. Apparently, you just can't spend trillions every year without repercussions. And now, in an attempt to play catch-up, the Fed is raising rates and plans to do it seven more times this year. We're already starting to see the ripple effects in the housing market as people's buying power diminishes. What are you doing to protect your money? Have you considered what could happen if the stock market continues to fall or worse, crashes? Don't wait until that happens. Take some of your profits from the stock market now and solidify them with gold from Birch Gold. Throughout history, gold has maintained its value better than any other investment in the world. So text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898. Again, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898 for a free zero-obligation info kit on holding gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Again, text BARDS to 989898 and secure the gains from the hard-earned capital that you have. Join the thousands of Happy Birch customers, the countless five-star reviews, and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Birch Gold. They're professionals. They're some of the best in the market. So again, text BARDS at 989898 to protect your future with gold. And we'll put all those links underneath the podcast. I know this is a very important topic for many. And I just, I want to kind of highlight this before we start tonight. Um, I've heard a lot of responses from people asking about recommendations on what to do with protecting your assets and protecting your money. And that's something I've spent literally probably about, I don't know, two or three months now trying to find a really good company. And I think this is one of, 
I'm very pleased with this company. I think it's one of the best out there for this, what they do. And I'd uh, really encourage you to check that out. Um, and made it simple for you. So Bards, B-A-R-D-S, 989898. Just use that number to text and text the word Bards. And then you'll get a link to a, an information packet, which kind of gives you a profile on them. Do your research. But I think you'll be very pleased. They are a solid um, company in this market and just top-notch. And I they're also uh, endorsed by... Ram Paul. So I think that says a lot too. So just again, check them out. They're a really solid group and I think you'll be very pleased and I'm very honored to have them part of this uh, family. Bards Nation is as a new supporter and um, sponsor for the show. So we'll continue forward with them hopefully for a long time now. Looking forward to it. We're in quite a, quite a crazy world right now as we know. And one of the things that we are really looking at as we saw start to see this economy unravel. We're seeing so many different things happening. I want to go through a thread here, kind of set this down here tonight. And this was a thread that was put out by Stack Hodler, Stack at Stack Hodler on Twitter. And it's a pretty good thread on kind of the current monetary situation. This And it reads this, uh, the story of the year is playing out in foreign exchange markets right now. The U.S. dollar is crushing major fiat currencies but the russian ruble is crushing the dollar ruble is up over seven percent against the dollar today alone now this was published on the 20th of may the implications are much bigger than most realize so it continues why is this happening russia has said they will only accept rubles for payment for their energy by only accepting rubles, Russia is backing their currency with the, the demand for energy. Meanwhile, the U.S. dollar continues to be backed by faith in the United States. And then he adds, yikes. Why it matters. Russia is done trading scarce commodities for paper that can be printed out of thin air. This could se severely limit the ability of the Fed to pull a U-turn and turn the money printers on again. The Fed a Fed could be the path to hyperinflation. A Fed put, meaning putting money into the market, would cause Western fiat to lose strength versus the ruble and make Russian energy much more expensive as a result. This could be why the West is trying to desperately isolate Russia. They know this could be the fiat endgame, but it's not, worst, it's not the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is if the other countries do the same as Russia, if Saudi Arabia and other exporters decide that they're done taking infinite paper for infinite resources, when the West is truly, then the West is truly screwed. It would mean that there's no easy out time, no kick, no kick the can down the road. This is the trend to watch. When resources are scarce, why would you trade them for something that can be created at no cost like the U.S. dollar? This will be the question that nations ask themselves. And the next question is, what should, be, what should we accept as instead for payment? Big questions right now on the global market. And these are all things that are going to affect every household in the nation. We are truly dealing right now with a crisis of an imploding dollar as we start to see other things 
happen in particular food. When you know prices are going to get absolutely insane on food, you do everything possible to get stuff fresh as possible, and then you blanch it so you have it for the winter when prices are going crazy because it's going to be in August or September. And I think, honestly, you're looking maybe at another 20 to 30% increase on food, guys. So make sure you're going to your markets. Make sure you're going and getting the freshest produce possible. Blanch it and then freeze it. We are needing to get back to some very fundamentals on how to prepare for a dark time. And the potential of this is to make the depression look like a preschool game, quite frankly. There's a lot happening in on multiple dimensions all at once. And we can see as this is unraveling that there are, these people are throwing everything at, at this, everything they possibly can to try to keep us distracted and hope, hopefully, in their opinion, break our will. Here's a little short piece from this morning from Edward Dowd, who is the former vice president of BlackRock and analyst and is now putting some very hard truths out here. As we look forward to the next month or so or two months you know, into the markets and what's going to happen news-wise, you just have to understand that the central bankers and politicians have bankrupted the world. And a lot of the things you're going to see in the media are distractions to cover that. And COVID was a convenient excuse to cover the implosion of uh, the, the credit system. So a lot of the things you see in the news are distractions. This, this recent monkeypox nonsense, they're going to try to gin it up. And I, I suspect they're going to try to uh, lock down the... Um, the economy right before the elections. Wow. When Ed Dowd says that, amazing. So you think the administrative state stepping in here and say, hey, look, we got to protect this thing. We see the upper, we see a populist uprising is going to throw us out of office. And so what we'll do is we'll come up with, uh, we'll come up with uh, phase two, correct? Is that what you're saying? Um, absolutely. And you have to also think about what's happened with the vaccines and the uh, excess mortality. I mean, a lot of people, if the GOP takes power, is go are going to go to jail. And if you're a criminal, you're not going to let the elections go off without you giving it a yeah. shot to pick them. And you're not. This is there. We are dealing with a criminal class right now that is running the world, that has bankrupted the entire world. And their plan, which was to bankrupt it, reset it, transfer that debt back to the people and control the people completely, meaning push them into cities, which is the Agenda 2030 model, make them dependent upon a bigger debt system where they would own nothing and the elites would own everything, and just continue to pass off this debt and slowly kill them off so that there was a manageable level. It's not about managing the population for the sake of the earth. That's pure garbage. This is about managing the people so that they're not radicalized, and that they're conveniently a number of people for the type of slave work that the elites want or harvesting or whatever else they're doing. That's the, that was their plan, and to a certain degree still is their plan. This is the Agenda 2030 model. This is why you see the vertical ag agriculture facilities being built into cities. They're preparing to squeeze people into the cities. They're going to continue with their weather warfare, which they're doing right now. Keep in mind that the United States is the biggest threat the question we don't have answered, but we can surmise, is where is everybody in D.C.? The nice, convenient thought is, whoa, everybody's in Gitmo. I doubt that. You can most probably be assured that most of the leadership in our country has gone into bunkers underground. And I don't mean like 
little bunker that you build in the backyard. These are massive underground facilities, massive. And they're, they're so huge, in fact, that they, they're like small cities underground. And this is really the whole idea is to retract back in there and then to basically wipe us out on the surface. That's what they hope. And I don't see that happening, but I, it's nonetheless, you have to understand the magnitude of what we're dealing with. In the meantime, we're struggling out here trying to deal with a variety of threats from monkeypox, which is completely invented. And, but it's, it's possible that monkeypox is two things that I think is more reasonable. Monkeypox is probably dealing with the side effects or consequences of, a, of broken immune systems. And secondly, monkeypox may be triggered it's from the graphene oxide and nanotech that's in people. Keep in mind that when they started this mRNA garbage, they told the truth, which is once they inject it, they would be able to update people's immune system. They just didn't tell you how they would update it or what it would do. So if suddenly you're getting blisters all over your body, welcome to the appropriate update that um, they intended for you because that update was to cause you to start bleeding and turning into a horrible little monkey. But just as a side note on this, and it's worth, um, so, hold on a second there. That there is a, there is a piece here I, I'm going to point you to, and I was just going to play, but I'm going to hold here. And it's, it's on a, a YouTube site called Laura Farms, L-A-U-R-A Farms. And this is a, um, it's, this is just a couple that does stories from large a large farm in the Midwest. But they did a recent tour. This episode was March 23rd of 2022. They did a recent tour of a South Dakota um, mine up in, in a, a mile underneath the ground is how deep it goes. And to their shock, and it's actually pretty cool to see, in the actual museum they have a layout of this of pictures of some of the underground facilities these are not just like holes in the ground this is they have a dark matter experimental chamber underneath this lab and outside on the front of the lab they've got this big circle thing that looks a whole lot like a stargate just so you i'm saying my point is that there is a tremendous amount of work been going deep underground for a long time and these facilities are massive. If you've ever had a chance to go on White Sands Missile Base, it is the creepiest place I've ever been. You're literally driving across White Sands Missile Base, and there's you'll have full parking lots of vehicles in the middle of the desert parked, government white vehicles, and nobody's around because they're all underground. So the idea of tunnels is not a, is not a mystery. And my point of all this is that we are dealing with a massive crisis that leads us always to the question of what are we going to do about our own wealth and our own security? And this is where we have to start thinking a little bit differently. Dollars, the dollar that we're dealing with is the Federal Reserve dollar, which is nothing more than wishful thinking and it's, it's paper. And it's been pegged to oil. So its value has only value as long as Oil is traded in that. It's not like you can take a dollar and go exchange it for a barrel of oil. It's based on the fact that people's exchange and buying through of oil is done purely in a paper fiat currency, a paper currency called the Federal Reserve note. 
So it's not actually backed by anything. It's just backed in the agreement that everybody will use the dollar to buy as an international commodity basis, but it will always be used as for the purchase of oil. Over the years, dollars have been able to be produced in any excess they want. And so we have seen over the last two years, 80% of all U.S. money that's in circulation has been printed in the last two years. And this is part of exhausting the dollar and breaking the economy. It's by design. So they've overextended the dollar way beyond its capacity, and this is setting them up to do the what part of their great reset model, which is to crush the dollar, wipe it out, and then come back through a revaluated currency, which they'll refer to as a central bank digital currency with a digital dollar. And it's different than a crypto because cryptos, which are supposed to be somewhat autonomous and anonymous, not all of them are fully anonymous, this cryptocurrency is going to be programmable, meaning that they can track your expenditures and will. They've been gearing up for that. If whoever took the stimulus check when it was directly dropped into your bank account, that was by design to map out everybody's bank account so they now know where to look and where to find them. And so once they rupture the dollar and bring in the CBDC, the dollar in itself as a paper currency will exist for a short period of time, but then they will work and are continuing to work aggressively to ban paper currency. They want that off the market completely, and they'll make all exchanges through a digital app. And that digital app then will be programmable so that as they track your expenditures, if they match that to your social credit score, and they decide that you've posted something, say, about monkeypox and saying things like monkeypox is fake and monkeypox is probably generated by a 5G wave based on the nanotech and graphene oxide in within people's body and that monkeypox is yet another part of their control mechanism to subdue the population and make them live in fear. Just saying, like, if you said something like that, not that I would ever say something like that, <laughs> then your social credit score just got tanked. And... I think my social credit score right now is about negative five out of a 800 scale, just so we're clear. So all, that would mean that the um, the whole principle behind that is that they would be able to penalize you. So they could tell you, for example, well, I'm sorry, you don't, you get a monthly stipend, a UBI of say um, 2,000 a month. They might even make it lucrative. They might even tell you 5,000 a month. Make it, they're going to make it shiny so everybody likes shiny silver object oh i wanted one of those so as you get controlled then what's going to happen then is they're going to be able to say well i'm sorry you can't use your money right now your your social credit score is down until you remove this post and if you do it a number of times and they're going to say i'm sorry we're going to have to reduce your monthly amount you, you haven't been performing well in the rules of the system if you are uh if they give you an update, they're going to say, well, your, your latest amount of money is available, but there's a new vaccine update that you need to take, and you need to go take that injection right away. Otherwise, you can't get access to your money. It's all creating this integrated dependency. And then, of course, if you don't have an injection and you don't have the right updates on your COVID passport, then they can even deny you food. And the food is going to be produced in controlled environments where they are running these systems and their ultimate idea then is also to ban all food production outside of that. 
that's where the cities become the death trap because they will be able to manage a great deal of that initially on the cities. And there's going to be people that are going to migrate to that model because they're of the type that like to be directed and controlled and because they're stupid to believe that free stuff doesn't come without a cost. But that's coming, and that's a reality. In the meantime, we're dealing with a massive amount of fight that's going on across the spectrum. Our power grid system has been developed for a fossil, why shouldn't a, a resource extraction-based fuel system, and that included oil, gas, and um, coal. They, it was not developed to support a green system, and that's what you're hearing a lot of this conversation about regarding the new green infrastructure they're trying to build. The power problem you have with renewable energy is there's no way to store it. When you have oil, coal, natural gas, the storage of the energy is in the actual resource. When you have electricity, there is no storage. It just flows from source to output. So you have to create a storage facility, which is at this point, the only technology they have are massive battery banks, which require huge mines of lithium to scrape out of the earth and destroy the environment. But we don't want to talk about that because batteries are green, right? And they, they're not going to cause any problem to the world. What we're in the process of seeing right now is a war as well on the fossil fuel markets or the energy extraction markets. Part of that is just like this headline right here, oil market faces elevated hurricane risk. Why is that happening? And we shouldn't be surprised because we know that there's weather warfare going on all over this nation. This war that is active is going on not only at the food level to create oversaturated areas in certain places where they now can't even get wheat in the ground or to create droughts or even cold temperatures in places where we never have cold in this time of year. Everything is to throw off the agriculture season. You're seeing weather being used as a weapon against oil rigs against oil fields, causing mass amount of damage. You're seeing the environmental, using that as justification to build environmental restrictions because those that follow the green science of environmentalism are half brain dead since they don't understand the real function of how energy works and they don't understand the concept of what it actually takes to produce energy and to deliver energy. And I say this honestly. People that live in the green environment all say things like this. Well, we're getting there. Well, I don't know what happens in the meantime because already they're saying that up to, I think it's about 30% of the states in the United States can expect to have full blackouts this summer. All of this is being engineered by design. They're trying to show that the environment is collapsing. They're showing, they're creating the weather issues to show that there's going to be food shortages. All of this is going to be create the problem, provide the solution. Food shortages because farmers couldn't plant when, in fact, it's food shortages because the weather was changed and because farmers were being paid to destroy their food and because the supply chain system has been so broken that many of the farmers now can't even get their food out and into the market on time. And then you add to that the fuel shortages so that truckers can't deliver fuel, can't deliver the food. They're going to demonstrate to everybody how broken the system is. And everybody's going to live through it. And then they're going to show you a great new world. They're going to start talking about this great new technologies. 
of producing food, they're already starting to trickle it in. Green, low impact. It's not going to have as much environmental impact. There's not going to be as many cow farts in the world, so we won't have garden or global warming. All of this is the structural change that's happening. And at the center of this, everybody is caught in the big question of what about wealth and what about security? What do we do about that? And so, again, it comes down to really looking at what does wealth start to become? We have become very accustomed as a culture that wealth is nothing more than paper that has a lot of faith in it. And I don't mean faith in God, but just the people trusting that the dollar is going to be there. Your 401k is a great example. It is nothing more than just numbers on a page. Pensions are a great example. They're nothing more than pension than numbers on a page. People see the number. It's like, look at the balance I have. Just like if you go to the bank and you're like, okay, look at my balance. But that money doesn't actually exist. It's just a number on a, on, a, on a register. And there's no intrinsic value to that money other than a number on a ledger. We have to get back to sound money. And that means real money and tying it to things. So what does that look like? So one of those things obviously is precious metals, gold and silver. Again, these are my opinions. Be clear about this. And I'm not providing investment advice. This is how I see the world. You need to take, people need to consider the importance of what tangible money is. We need to get back to basics. And that means there has to be real value. And some of that value is in precious metals, which has been around forever. The other part of value is things that you're going to need to survive. Food becomes a value. I was making a comment the other day. You all know, I told you a little while ago, I bought 11 head of cattle. Over the weekend, a new a baby cow just dropped. So my investment in three weeks just increased by about roughly about 15% just because there's a new cow now on the ground. Okay, We have to look at things differently. And it's really critical to understand the importance of looking at value in terms of tangible asset value versus paper fiat value. This is another reason I can't stand crypto. I understand why people say it, but it doesn't exist. Crypto exists if you have it, if you're lucky enough to put it on out of a wallet and you put it onto a USB drive, your crypto exists in digits on your USB drive. And I know people don't agree with that and that's fine, but crypto has not been used as a primary currency. It's been using as a trading investment platform primarily. Hence the reason you're seeing so many of these cryptos getting wiped out. Because it's not a real currency yet. And while they're trying to encourage it, it is notable, by the way, I'll just leave this one here. It is notable that one of the early users of crypto that made a, of Bitcoin in particular, that made a lot of notoriety using Bitcoin, he bought, apparently he bought pizzas. I'll let you fill in the blanks on that one. And he bought them for a whole lot of money. So it, the whole thing is we have to be looking at our asset and our value differently. Using gold and silver as a foundation is critical. Having some cash, I think, is important because one of the things that to bypass this coming craziness is to keep cash active. They don't want you to use cash in their system. 
And this is where we have to start building out this breakaway economy that honors cash and honors precious metals. And it also honors a different form of value and wealth, which can be barter and trade. And another one of those critical assets is going to be food. And another one is seeds. So this is a really important concept to get your head around. And it changes a lot of the way that we relate to value and a lot of the way we relate to money. Part of that is part of the big shift has to go back to people becoming more self-reliant and getting away from the dependencies on the big system. And here's where we are right now. When you control the food, you control the people. This is Henry Kissinger's quote. I'm going to break it down. When you control the food, you control the people. You control the energy, you control the nation, you control the money, you control the world. Okay. Well, if we're going to start by being breaking one of those control levels, that's the food issue. That means that everybody needs to be participant in growing. Here's the vulnerabilities, power and water. Those are two living vulnerabilities. Power is fairly easily solved because almost anybody, even if you're in an apartment, can come up with a solar system, even if it's on your balcony to generate some power to run even grow lights or run small appliances in your home if you're efficient and if you're careful. The biggest benefit of all, biggest way this stuff works is when people come together and start working together rather than being individual islands. But for the moment, we're going to talk about the individual island in terms of what each person can do to empower themselves And then if you start thinking outward of what that means, if you start linking together and becoming a network, it becomes very powerful, like unstoppable powerful. Water is a critical issue. And in the cities, some cities and some towns have forbidden the drilling of wells. In my town, they haven't forbidden the drilling of wells. The problem we have is the technologies that are available in this town are not small enough to get into backyards. And yet they make them. There's a company in Texas that produces a small backyard drilling system that can go down 300 feet. Very effective. But we don't have that. So we have to start thinking again differently. What do you do in a small backyard in a town? Well, you can start going back to cistern models, collecting rainwater as it comes in. And then you have to start looking at purification. And purification can take on forms, which is the most recent thing I've been studying is how you can use plant systems to purify water, even heavy metals. Really important. And that's a, so I'll put some links up on the Telegram page about this. But water and power are the one, two elements that they control very heavily. You have to store up some water. You're going to have to have it. You're going to have to come up with backup power systems. And so that starts to take you in a place, and you have to build that around your food resources of how you're going to prepare your food, how you, what you're going to store for food, and what you're going to grow for food. And that's the food part of that. And then that includes having seeds. Now, all of that I just built out there, that is a massive aspect of wealth and security right there. And it's not what we typically think about because we don't get a notice from the bank that says, here's your latest budget balance. Instead, it's tangible things that build an ecosystem of wealth and security. Very important to grasp. In terms of home of security as well, there is that layer as well of home defense. And that can take on many forms. But it should have many forms. It should have many layers, both from the 
2A side of home defense. You should have some personal skills to keep yourself so you're not you're not vulnerable if somebody jumps you or something. Security cameras might be part of that personal defense. And a community, again, is part of your personal defense. So this is, a, this is kind of that home model at the level of food, all of that, because you're needing to consider wealth in terms of that. Now, energy. Energy is a big problem. And energy is the, at the house level, energy is important to grasp because, again, we can deal with that from an electrical point of view in solar panels, especially right now since they're available. And you can also look at energy from other issues. There's a tremendous amount of stuff coming out on YouTube right now, if you're paying attention, on how to create alternate energy solutions. And there's a lot of them out there, and some of them are viable, some of them are experimental. You just have to look into it. One of the things that you will find if you go to looking at off-grid homes and the way they work, one thing that they will almost always include is they will put an exercise bike geared towards the battery system that, uh, that is also tied to their solar system. It's a good point because you can tie, you can start creating, using your own energy to create electricity. These are imperfect models. I want to stress this. But there are things that we need to start thinking about now, and, and that adds to the model of wealth and security. And with the vehicles is another challenging one. Right now, the only alternative to vehicles is pedal power, or you can go electric. The problem is every time you go to a vehicle, you're going to be dependent on other things. Gasoline-powered vehicles are still the most efficient, and so it's worth a study and looking at what some of those alternatives could be. I have not gone down this road too heavily yet. I can tell you that there was a point in the 30s and 40s and 50s that the Department of what we would consider a version of the Homeland Security, which didn't exist then, but it does now, but it was part of the also the Department of Agriculture, put out a pamphlet, which is available if you do the research online, on using wood burners to run tractors. It actually, they were creating, it's a, what's called a wood gasifier. Biodiesel is another one if you have a diesel engine. And looking at modifications to your engines that can run other things besides just gasoline. Again, imperfect systems, but these are things that and when you start talking about community, people start coming together and start working together to solve problems. It's going to require this because individually you can't be an island. And then you get into money and money's a big one because this is where they're going to try to hit everybody all at once. And it takes us back to what are you doing with your funds? Putting your money into, even even if it's in a 401k, what you have there is not touchable anyway right now. Or it could be if you decide to take a loan against it. I don't know all the details of your of anybody's particular 401k. There's many options out there with 401ks and IRAs and getting money out, but many of them come with pretty severe penalties. That's a decision you have to make. And that's just not a path I've gone down in my life. I just try to stay away from any of those that have any sort of government oversight or control because it just restricts it too much or any sort of corporate control because it just takes it out of your control. It's, it's mythical money until you actually get it in your hand. But right now I'd be doing all you can to make sure that that money is secure. If you can roll your 401k into a gold-backed IRA, I think it's probably a really smart idea. And I think that that's worth looking at. I think, but not all, not all things are eligible. 
If you can take a loan against it and figure out a way that that works for you, that might be another option. If you can withdraw some without, with limited penalty, that might be another option. If you can change and transfer the type of investment. If you can buy a piece of property, for example, and then take a lease off the property to have somebody run cattle on it, you can probably meet the requirements of your 401k for a retirement investment. Just saying. A lot of avenues to explore, and that's individually. You'll each have to do that. But the idea is to get as much of your asset, your cash asset, into solid asset, whether it's gold and silver, whether it's property, whether it's cattle, it's important. Or if, you, if it's smaller amounts, you may be wanting to look at how to get money into aspects like seeds or other things like storage of food, however that is. You want to look at as much as you can. But right now in this time, if you're in, here's another thing too, is if you're starting a business and you're looking at what to do, there's a variety of plans that can be started, which is SEPs, which are basically individual IRAs, which you can use and you don't have to, you, you can put them into tangible gold and silver. Again, you have to do your research, but it's, we have to think differently because the world is changing radically and it's changing very quickly. And paper dollars are on their way out. The dollar's on its death, death throes. And you won't hear this as common in Wall Street because they're all believing in the mythical revival of the paper fiat currency. And I don't buy it. I'm just not doing it. Because the underpinning of the dollar has been oil and gas. And the world is, the war is being waged on oil and gas. And the whole vision is to get everybody into electric. And there's a, a lot of hand puppetry going on behind the scenes on that. But you've already seen the Bank of Israel now accept yuan in parallel with the dollar. That's a huge blow to the federal dollar. And it has to happen. If the world is going to find its way through this next step, getting back to real dollars and solid money, you have to get rid of the Federal Reserve note. And that's what we call the dollar. And that means that in the process here, we are going to suffer a pretty difficult time with all of this. And it's critical that we understand that we're, we are the center of that. All of our world is built around the dollar. So we have to, as individuals, start preparing for that change and be prepared to take this to another level and it goes back again to what economy are you going to be participant in? Right now is this window of opportunity where people are should be trying to solidify their strength in their homes. The endurance and enduring model of your homes from food to energy to, to money. All of those things. The assets that you have, the capabilities you have building out. That's the seven pillars of county by county and why I put them out there over two years ago. Home churches, homeschooling, Patriot Gardens, right work, health and wellness. And you have informed action. And the way I had it originally written, it was actually energy and then informed action. We might go back to that one because just because there's such a critical issue about energy. And there has to be a component of stewardship in there. You need to have stewardship as a critical component to be able to steward what you have 
and to build that out. Skills right now are critical. Everybody needs to be building on skills because it's a whole point right now that in a very short amount of time, we're having to undo years of conditioning and programming and you're not going to be at 100%. But the more that you can do and the more that you build into your network and your community and be prepared to build into networks and communities as things start to collapse. Because in some places you may be where people don't even want to hear you. Be like, oh, you're a crazy tin hatter. It's not going to be, it's not that bad. We know that. We know that those people exist. And those communities exist. And you may be in one of them. Ignore it. Dig in harder. Prepare more. And you'll find that, and I mean this, God will open those doors for you without any problem. Because you're going to be end up being the resource of the community, not the crazy tin hatter soon enough. If they're going to make this attractive to the fools out here that want to believe in the worship of the state. And I don't think that there's a model of traditional unity that we're going to see come out of this. I could be wrong. But I think you're going to see as we've talked about many times, kind of breakaway economies and breakaway groups, not interested in coexisting, at least not in the short term. And again, when we start start talking about wealth and security, take it seriously because what you have and what God's given you in wealth is not just something to take for granted. It's something to steward. In my opinion, God is giving us all a glimpse into this and all a glimpse into the time frame that we're in in all of this. And in the process, what's happening is we're being given the time frame to make the adjustments to protect the gifts that he's given us. Money isn't just, doesn't just grow on trees. And so it's up to us to take the responsibility to see to it that we can preserve it as best we can and apply it in ways that it will continue to grow. And that is many forms. Your most immediate from cash, paper dollars to turning that into something precious metals, probably a good idea. More than probably. So that's kind of it in a framework. We have a we have a pretty intense storm rolling in on us and it's overcomable and we can more than overcome it we can conquer it but it's going to take continue to take some really nose to the grindstone type effort every single day there's really no time to waste right now this is full-on war mode and they're anticipating and and hoping that people will be kind of lulled to sleep they want to keep people distracted about monkeypox which is such an amazing thing to worry about that you have to go to the store and worry about monkeys climbing out of trees and attacking you. So be careful when you're, when you're, especially if you go to Walmart or one of the main chains, you might find monkeys around the bananas or something. And so we've got people distracted with this nonsense of monkeypox. You've got people distracted with Ukraine. You've got people distracted with all the garbage that's going on with the Sussman trial. And, I can tell you because I'm reading enough of these accounts, people are not waking up to the realization of what's coming. And we're seeing people right now, I just saw one the other day, and a big Q poster, big Q poster, say, oh, I'm going to start a garden, but I need help. I have no idea what I'm going to do. And I'm like, man, dude, you're like two years behind the curve, and you should have been on the cusp of it. So the one thing that to keep in mind is in, 
I'm, and I can say this, Bars Nation as a whole has had this discussion now for, like we said, about two years. And I know just from the feedback that we're getting, the active role that all of you have been taking in, in preparing, which is significant because this, all, as we know, this takes time. Continue to help one another. Continue to share ideas. Continue to make connections on your local group. We're continuing to work to get more of this information out and more current stuff. It's very important because we need to create resource strength and knowledge resource strength. That becomes assets for the community, not just for us. Because right now, though maybe people don't want to hear what you have to say, trust me, they will want to hear when you have to say when they can't get food. And that's where our knowledge that we're gaining and sharing and growing becomes such an important piece in loving thy neighbor and helping thy neighbor. Fundamental to everything we have to do. It's not an us versus them model. If they want to make it us versus them, then have a merry time eating lab-grown steaks and cricket bread. Oh, I guess that's another thing. Just so, you, just in case you didn't hear, and I know you'll be super excited about this, uh, Finland has announced <laughs> that they've produced their first commercially viable cricket bread. 70 crickets per loaf, and it's high in protein, and it soon will be available on the common market. And even more exciting is that they are saying that very soon they won't even have to eat meat because meal bugs are now almost ready to start producing coming out in full course. I can just imagine what that would look like. Ever ever seen if, if you have not seen this, go look it up on YouTube. Uh, the Klingon gok, they call it. It's live worms that they eat. That's pretty much what they're trying to get you to. They've been t- telling you this for a long time. You can just go into a restaurant and say, I want gawk. And they'll be like, oh, you want raw mealworms? Yes, please. A whole plate of them, please. I want them crawling. Okay. Would you like that with a straw or would you like that with a spoon? Yeah. And just don't don't dribble because if you dribble with a live mealworm, it's likely to crawl down your shorts, and that's kind of embarrassing. Man, this is the world they want you in. Keep in mind something, patriots, and this is really important to do, to grasp. Um all of this food is genetically engineered. And so part of this is not just when you look at the layering of this, they're giving people the shots in the nanotech, which is breaking down their immune system and they have to get it into the blood. And then they're, this food that they're going to give people is somehow, and I don't know how, but I guarantee you this hasn't gone missed. They are going to feed whatever they're putting in your cells so which is probably the growth serum in these foods for the new transhuman and chimeras. So if you've taken a lizard shot, don't be surprised if you sit down to a nice salad of crispy mealworms and, and fried crickets. If you walk out of there with your lab-grown steak and suddenly like there's a tail growing out of your backside or you've got a horn growing out the middle of your head or something. But this is the word this is the world that they're trying to get us into. And the only way through this is to accept, rather than having any sort of panic or anxiety about it, just accept that that's the truth. And just say, I will defy. And in doing so, start keeping the mindset on everything you do. You will not participate with them. And as Christ walked in an adaptive way in the world, we also shall walk. Not being overwhelmed by their garbage, because they'll try to stop people here or there. Defiance is critical. 
Flipping tables is going to be fun when that time comes, and flip them hard when you do, by the way. And if you get a chance to take out a whip, I mean make that sucker snap and sting when you hit him in the butt with it. But other than that, just keep that attitude strong and keep walking forward as in and putting that to God of how we're our what we're doing is we are building our little silos all over the world because we become the resources for the communities to help the communities survive this. And for the parts of the community that don't want to, well, don't worry because I'm sure every one of us will be happy to donate our portion of mealworms and crickets and cricket bread and lab-grown meat to them, and I hope they have a good time on that feast. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we come to you today just very eyes open and aware of the impending craziness of this world as a an elite try to engineer every aspect of our lives to steal away our sovereignty to force us into eating bugs and to grow all of our food in labs so that they can control and engineer control over this body temple which you gave us to steward and to ensure its best outcome father it is our duty to avoid and to defy everything they do. And we shall commit to that more than we ever have. This time right now is a time that we have to stand boldly, as you know. And so we pray today, Lord, for those that may be feeling a little less solid in the knees or less solid in their footing, that they can be aided by those that are rock solid in the foundations of faith and in our trust in you. We know that this time there will be people with a lot of questions and seeking, and we equally pray for the opportunity to engage them and to just lead them into this powerful walk of fearlessness. So, Father, we just ask that you'll continue to guide us in this time, give us strength, give us courage. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. And so just so I say it, I'm just going to say it. Never, never, ever, ever, Will there be a cricket donut available through Bards? Like hell. I'm This cricket stuff ain't happening. I'm just saying it. I mean, I, I've said all along we can unite the world with buttermilk donuts, buttermilk glazed old-fashioned donuts, and that's like real ones. None of this other stuff. And no soy either. We don't need no more skinny jeans and whatever else goes with that. Man, I'll tell you. Crazy. So, patriots, eat some meat, eat some wheat, eat some bread, grow a garden, get strong, <laughs> be defiant. And every opportunity you can, like if you encounter, that's the same thing. Like you run into environmentalists, they're like, oh, I'm going to eat that bug stuff. You're like, have at it, brother. Just make sure you've got like a roast beef sandwich hanging right there. It's like, I'm going to stick to my beef that has cow farts and warms up the atmosphere. So that's the best right there. Have a blessed evening. We're, we're going to handle this just fine. God's with us. And with that, we already know we've got this one in the bag. Just keep driving and keep climbing. It's going to be a steep climb, but the rewards, man, beyond anything we can imagine. Keep your head up and your eyes forward, patriots. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. We need a lot of prayers for strength and clarity right now. Pray to God to give you the next step right before you. 
He's there. Lots of wisdom coming down. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tonight, patriots, for fishers of men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, 
for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.